0: Hi, it's Lois Adergeest, you're listening to the QuickLink podcast.
1: It's my great pleasure to be joined by my first guest, who is a world champion, no less. Um, It's Lois Adergeest. I hope I got that right. Um, I'm I'm sure she'll let me know if I didn't. Um, Hello.
0: Hi. Um, Yeah. It's Nus uh, Adigees, but not, I know it's hard to pronounce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With some practice, I will get that right. I promise you. Um, obviously, congratulations on becoming world champion. That was only on on Saturday. Um, just gone. Like, um, we'll go into a bit more depth in a bit. But how, like, how does it feel to be a world champion?
0: Yeah, first of all, thanks. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah, it felt a bit unreal in the moment and. It still does a bit, but it also feels really great, of course. Um, yeah, it, it was a goal for me and it just feels really good when a plan comes together and everything works out and you have good legs on a good day.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the time you, you said that it was kind of like a better than a dream come true um, because like you dreamt that you'd get beaten, um, which is yeah. an odd dream to have. Um, like has it actually started to sink in or like is it do you still feel like you're dreaming a little bit
0: Uh, it was kind of kind of hectic because I had a road race yesterday so I was yeah it was a bit strange I wanted to enjoy the title but I also had the road road race in my mind so I had to prepare for that and now it started to sink in a bit Uh, now I have some rest days and
1: yeah, so obviously that road race was uh, Les Samedis Dames, uh, which was yesterday as we're recording this. Like, how did that race go? And obviously, it, it must be different to race on Zwift on a Saturday and then on some nasty cobbles uh, in the middle of Belgium on a on a Tuesday.
0: It's uh, very different uh, for sure. It's uh, it was a hectic race, but. Many crashes and I had a mechanical and puncture, so it uh yeah, luck wasn't on my side. <laughs> but uh, the legs felt great, so I'm looking forward to the next races.
1: Yeah, yeah, what have you got coming up in terms of next races?
0: Um I'm racing Utingen and dwarstro Vlaanderen. Okay. Well, some more races in Belgium.
1: Lovely. Um If, if I may, um, I'd like to go back to sort of your beginnings. Like, how did you actually get into cycling? Like, obviously you're from the Netherlands. I assume like it is almost in the blood. Um, but yeah. What was that journey like for you?
0: Yeah. Everyone learns to ride a bike, but it's different than racing, of course. Mm. Um, I started with speed skating and I started cycling around 12 when I was 12, I think. And intentionally, it was only for training for speed skating, but I liked the races very much. So soon, I started racing as well.
1: Oh wow! That's yeah. I, I, to be honest, I didn't expect um, to hear the the speed skating into. Um, I mean, I should have expected it. Like Jumbo Visma have have a speed skating team, so it's not unheard of. But yeah, that that's kind of crazy. Um, like what made you then go uh, like what about racing made you really fall in love with it?
0: Um yeah, I just like the competition. I could only do speed skating races during winter, of course. And I did some running when I was young in the summer, but I just like the speed of the bike and you come to much more places the you can go for longer rides than with running, and yeah, I just like the speed and the, the little game it is to race a bike.
1: Yeah, yeah, because obviously a lot is is dependent on um, kind of strategy as well. Um, it's not all with the legs. Um, so yeah, um, obviously you're Swift World Champion. Like, how did you get? into that aspect of things is that quite a a new thing for you because of the pandemic or was it something you'd done before then and it just happened to to gain in popularity
0: i did it just a few times before and it was a bit yeah i had a bad road season i went back to a club team and then during winter i wanted to train and yeah my my boyfriend's uh, races a lot on Swift. he already did back then. And yeah, he basically said, yes, yeah, sh- you should try. And But I didn't like it in the beginning and I got dropped and <laughs> I was like, I go back to training and this racing is nothing for me. But then I tried again when uh, there were no road races because of the pandemic. And then I started to like it because I started to get the tactics and know the game a bit.
1: Okay, so is it vastly different? Like, I'm, I've am i never done a Zwift race. I've watched a few, but I've never actually been involved in one. Like, how does it differ from road racing?
0: Um, I think the pack dynamics are a bit... Yeah, you have to get the feeling for uh, how the bots you put into the trainer affect the movements of the of your avatar Mm. and on the road you you immediately feel what you're doing if you push harder you go faster but that immediately the, the immediate feedback isn't there on swift it's so you have to get the feeling and know it how it reacts okay and in the end i think it's similar to road racing because it's as a bit similar tactical things and positioning in a pack, but of course it also is different because you don't have to good be good in steering and bike handling and those kind of things.
1: Yeah I guess aerodynamics um, don't play a, a factor like although they do they're kind of normalized like yeah, you're not they,
0: gonna... they do play a factor but you, uh, you can't get more aero on swift by riding in the drops of course yeah or by adjusting your position on the bike so it's just uh it's just a number based on your height and that's it
1: yeah i mean there is one way to get more aero and that's through one of the sort of power-ups um what are the sort of different power-ups and i guess as a follow-up like which one's your favorite one to use
0: um, there are three power-ups that are most common used, and there are some more, but they are not used that often. So the three most common are the, the van, the draft, actually, um, and the arrow, that's the helmet, and the feather, which makes you lighter. Um, it depends a bit on the course, but is my favorite. On a course like the world's course, it's decided on a steep climb, so then the feather is most useful. But on a, in a sprint then of course the arrow and you can also get away with the draft.
1: Hmm. Okay. It's all like interesting, but like, have you ever been riding like, I don't know, up the Murderhoy and gone, ah, oh, I really wish I had that feather right now? <laughs> or does that just not happen or
0: Yeah, it it would be useful, <laughs> of course. Um yeah. It just it doesn't occur to me when I write there because it's just, it's so different that you don't think about it. But yeah, of course, it would be <laughs> nice if it, if it would exist.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that wouldn't it just. Um, obviously, like, in the lead up to the Worlds, you'd had a few victories. I saw you win the uh, selection race, I believe, um, that got you into it. Um, sort of qualification race
0: yeah Um, I didn't I did the European qualification race and I didn't win that but I got qualified there okay and then I just joined the national qualification race just as a good training and I won that one but I wasn't already qualified so
1: oh that's all right then um like did and you said obviously you'd identified it as a goal did you feel any pressure going into it thinking that you know I've I've made this my goal um potentially i'm a favorite because i've won a, a, a premier league I'll, you know i won the national qualifying
0: it changed a bit during the last weeks towards the event because first i thought the climb would be too hard for me to win so i had set my goal on top five maybe podium but then i had a good training camp with my road team and I had good races with the Swift team, the Aeonian team, and yeah. Then after I got back from the training camp, I did some training rides on the on the course, and I really felt improvements, and then I started to think, yeah, maybe I can win this, because now my numbers have improved, and I know my tactics, is, tactics are good with the Swift team. We have a very good tactical uh, <laughs> advisor, so... Um, and then i also started to feel some pressure because i knew it would be possible and then then the pressure comes and the nerves come
1: <laughs> yeah of course and like speaking of tactics like what was like did the dutch team have a tactic to to set it all up for you or was it kind of every woman for herself like how did that play out
0: yeah we talked a bit about it but uh, actually we just decided to just go off himself because it's a hard course and it's hard to do really team tactics. And um, we didn't expect to be with a whole team in the final. So you can't play it like USA did it. They had a bigger team and they really had team tactics with attacks.
1: Mm, they had a but lot of But we were
0: enough as a team to do it. So, yeah, it was just for themselves and if you can help someone yeah do it but we didn't have real team tactics
1: okay um i found it interesting because i watched some of it back today um and like certainly in the early stages of the coverage um which was from about 20 kilometers in like i don't think i saw you in the top 10 for you know for a good 10 kilometers was that a, a sort of conscious decision by you to just always sit back and just wait or like how what were your plans going in
0: yeah i uh, just wanted to save uh, as much energy as i could so i think i raced really efficient and i yeah the i thought i saw that the other teams reacted to the attacks so i knew i had to react if every if group was going but if a lonely rider was in front and I just let it like it that and Mormon Pasio was closing some gaps and I only thought, Yeah, just close the gaps, just spend your energy.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> well what's it like racing against um Ashley Mormon Pasio? Because obviously a lot of people will know her from the road. Um and she was last year's world champion. Like do you feel like the spotlight goes on her when uh, like you know, did that potentially draw some of the pressure away from you? Um, yeah, I think so. Would...
0: Yeah, also in the previews they it's it was all about more and Basio and a bit like a bit about other writers, but the focus was on her and yeah, I think that was in my favour. Because and, and she took her responsibility to close the gap. She she also could have just waited in the back till other bigger teams would close the gap, but yeah, she didn't.
1: No, I mean, it, it worked for you, so... Yeah, it worked for me.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, brilliant. Um, I guess now you've won, you get... Well, do you get a World Championships jersey? Because like, on the road and in time trials, it's really obvious, but... How's it work for the Zwift world champion who's has who's been yeah, you know, virtual world?
0: I think it will be sent by by post. So just one day I will open my mailbox, I think, and I have it. There. I don't know, but you get a real jersey. And um, I think they only uh, send it after they check the trainers. We have to send the trainer back for, for check.
1: Oh, wow. So you actually have to send the proper turbo like yeah. post that yeah. over to them wow
0: yeah so they can check if you didn't uh, i don't know put a motor in it or
1: god that's crazy but obviously your avatar gets gets a little jersey as well yeah um, from yeah what i've heard um has that already happened yet or are you still waiting no, for not yet. I,
0: yeah i think they wait for the verification or something i don't know i will see
1: okay and like do you get to wear like do you have to be on the turbo to be allowed to wear the jersey or are you allowed to do like training rides and still wear it yeah i'm
0: i'm afraid so and it would i don't know it would feel strange to go on the roads in in that jersey because it feels like it isn't mine there (laughs)
1: yeah perhaps um oh this is really interesting like hopefully it, it arrives soon um i'm sure that's like super exciting i've seen the sort of rough design from, from previous years. It looks like a really interesting one. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, the, there's a lot talked about the Zwift uh, Academy. Obviously that's a route that Jay Vine took to get to Alperstyn Fenix and your compatriot uh, Maud Alderman is with the Canyon Shram team um, via that route. Is that something you've sort of looked at before or- or is that um, part of your plans?
0: I looked at it, but I'm not allowed to to uh, compete because I did some World Tour races on the road already and then you are not allowed anymore.
1: Oh, gosh. OK. So,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't even realize. Gosh, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's thrown me for a loop. Wow. Um, yeah, so oh, I
0: find a World Tour team in another race. <laughs>
1: Yeah. well I, I mean I guess it does show that, that there's multiple routes to the top um, uh, and obviously being world champion in one discipline will help that um, and I know you said you're going to receive uh, the jersey in the mail Like, does that feel I presume that feels very different compared to when you win the, the national time trial championships where you, you get a proper presentation
0: yeah. Like... Yeah, that one also felt a bit weird because there was no there were no spectators allowed allowed. So oh, yes, <laughs> we're standing God. there with like five photographers and, and that was it. But at least you hear the national anthem and and later in the year I also won the road title and there were some people allowed, so it mm. felt a bit more like uh, how it should be.
1: Yeah, like I assume well, where did you actually race from when you did the the worlds?
0: Uh, from just my living room
1: <laughs> <laughs> how does that feel because technically you're in New York in this sort of central park versus like meets futuristic like
0: yeah, the original plan was that we uh, would come together with the Dutch team at one location and. But we did some tests there the day before and the connections were not stable enough. So we didn't want to take the risk to race there and we decided to race all from our homes.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned like potential dodgy connections. Like how does that happen um, in racing a lot? And like, has anything like that happened to you?
0: Um, Yeah, with my, if I use my, the setup that I always use like then then it's okay. But if I change my setup, like I take my laptop instead of the PC, then sometimes I have connection problems. So I was a bit scared of going somewhere else and another Wi-Fi network. And yeah, what if it not if it's not stable and you you're there with 10 people, 10 trainers and a lot of connections going on at the same time.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, like, is it or is there a fear of like, what happens if you get a phone call? Like in a road race, you, you probably aren't taking your phone with you, or you know you're leaving it in your team bag. Like at home on a trainer, like I assume you have your phone nearby. Like, yeah,
0: but I have it uh, on flight mode, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> phone calls.
1: Yeah, um, I I also found it interesting to see like you had a, a sort of mini support team. Um, with you like who was involved and like did they have any specific roles or were they just cheerleading?
0: Um, Yeah my boyfriend was there and he uh, did the power-ups and some and he had um, he was messaging with uh, the coach a bit the Dutch Federation coach so if there was any tactical, but yeah it wasn't really necessary because there were no groups ahead or something but if there had been, then they had contact. Um, and the other one was a photographer. She, she. The plan was that she should come to the place where we were with the whole team, but then she came to my house. Oh wow. So yeah, <laughs> just two people.
1: I mean, she picked well, um, given there's, yeah. what you know, four or five of you that she could have gone to, um, and she went for you. So. I mean, that worked out well. I did actually notice that, yeah, um, when watching it back, like some of the riders had music, which obviously is not something that you can just um, put on the road. You know, you can't just whack some headphones on. Like, do you use anything to sort of keep you motivated on the trainer or do you just go, you know, the sole focus is the race. I don't care what else is going on because I've got a screen. I've got people with me. Like... Oh, I really
0: like to have mu- music on. I have a Swift playlist with the good beats. and
1: Yeah? yeah. Who's on your it's playlist? Awesome.
0: Uh, oh, so many different things and really bad songs. And <laughs> it's just if I hear something and it's, I think, oh, this is good for Swift, then I put it in there. But I would never listen to this playlist if I was not on Swift. So <laughs> really? It's it- not something I put on the if I'm in the car or something.
1: What's the most embarrassing song that you've got on there?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking there's some Dutch really bad <laughs> songs, uh, so you wouldn't know them. Um, yeah, things like... Um, let me think. Uh, I don't even know how they're called. Uh, I often also don't know the the artist or the the name of the song. I just hear, hear it during something else, and then I save it, and...
1: Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that must be quite a privilege to get, though, like, having music to keep you motivated, um, and... Yeah, it you know, really helps me. Yeah, gosh. Um, so, I guess, like, what are your plans now? Um, you know, you've achieved your one goal of, of becoming world champion. Like, what are your next goals? Are you going to stay on Swift and sort of defend next year? Or are you going, um, well, I've completed that, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I definitely want to defend it, of course. But for now, the focus is on the road again because the season really starts now. And I really want to do well in the road races hmm. to maybe get a road Tour team. So focus is... On the road now, and I will do Swift where it fits in the program.
1: Yeah, I got you. Um, if I can rewind a little, um, I did mean to to mention this earlier and kind of went ahead and, and talked about Swift uh, a lot. Um, back in September, you, you made a, a Twitter post, um, basically showing your your um, power numbers and some key results like. Um, winning one of the stages of the number one, um, getting third on GC there, being the Dutch time trial champion, like, uh, and all that was like, yeah, searching for a team. Like, how did it feel like putting yourself out there and being like clearly very talented, but not having a team? Like,
0: yeah, it was really hard to get a team because we were not allowed in UCI races last year. And I did some good races, but the teams were not there to see it. And yeah, then you have a result, but they can't see how strong you raced. And Mm -hmm. by the time my races started, the the teams also were kind of full already because my season only started in June, July, July, I think. Mm -hmm. But I thought, yeah, I don't, I I have to find a uci team actually because on the club level i and i didn't like the races that much anymore because i was just the strongest and yeah it's not really challenging then yeah and i yeah i i had already asked a lot of teams but they were all full and then i thought yeah i just put it online and i will see if it works
1: yeah i mean it, it seems to have worked. You ended up with the IBCT team and, and that got you into Les Saman yesterday. So... Um, yeah, I have a
0: better race program at least now. So now I can maybe make the next step because I have now a race program. I can race in the same races as the road Tour teams. Hmm. So I hope this helps for the next step.
1: Yeah, like, was there ever a stage like where you thought or I don't know whether, because you said you, you're too strong for, for club riding, but there weren't teams available. Like, did you ever think, should I stop cycling? Or would that never enter your, your head?
0: Um, it, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit difficult because I really thought, yeah, another season like this with, without UCI races, yeah, I'm, I don't really like it this way. <laughs> And the club team I was on was usually allowed in UCI races because but because of the pandemic it changed and yeah, I thought I if they are allowed again in UCI races, then it would be okay, but it was really unsure. So yeah, it was a bit hard.
1: Mm. Yeah, and um, I, I guess like obviously you you raced in Ireland, you raced you know, um more locally as well. Like, does it feel different riding in different countries? Because like, a lot of the time it will be the same peloton. But- um... Um,
0: Yeah, the riders are the same and, but it's, every country have, has its own specific, I don't know, things. <laughs> um, of course in the Netherlands, it's, it's mostly flat and the wind, has a big role in it and i liked the races in ireland mm. with uh, the climbs but not too long yes yeah. like 10 minute climbs or something um yeah i'm also racing our this year i think and that's a lot of climbing and i i'm very <laughs> curious to see how that uh, will be i I've, I've never done a race with real climbing, like Ireland was most climbing, items, I think.
1: Oh, wow. So, like, obviously as fans, certainly a lot of us quite like seeing echelons um, due to the wind. Are you sort of... How do you feel about that as a rider? Is that something you enjoy or do you go, oh my God, that's no. windy <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't like the echelon races, no, not at all.
1: So do so you then, think that, well, like... Yeah fans are kind of sadistic because we're like great it's windy yes,
0: yes. i oh, like okay. to i like to watch action on races myself as well but just it, it looks it looks nice on tv mm. but it's yeah it's not nice to be in it's a fight for for the positions and i'm just i don't like the, the fighting for the positions and i'm not the biggest rider, so I'm. It's not in my. Uh, yeah, it's not really my thing to race the flat, Rindy roads.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for all these uh, answers so far. Uh, the la- last question is kind of a little offbeat uh, uh, and a bit more left field. Um, but if you were to be any food, like what would you be and why?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know uh, Just something I like, like myself It's like an apple pie or something
1: Ooh, That's a good Keeping choice People look
0: forward to it, so that's a good thing, I think
1: Yeah, definitely Yeah, that's a good, solid choice And it's fruit, I mean, so it's kind of healthy
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you choose Like a sports gel No one looks forward to it You just eat it because it's needed
1: Yeah, so, yeah that's a very we'll functional food
0: choose something which is nice and looking forward to it
1: wow brilliant yeah well thank you um for your time i hope the jersey arrives soon uh, and you can get everything validated um and yeah I, i wish you good luck in in your races
0: yeah thank you